0: What it is? What's up? And welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. We're here today to talk about a very special show coming up this current week, and that is the Forever Roxy show uh, tribute to the life and times and the amazing person that was the Perth wrestler Roxy Riot. I'm joined by her husband, Jeremiah Kingsley, aka Brenton. How are you today, sir?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm stressed, <laughs> uh, stressed because uh, this show has definitely shown me a whole new meaning to putting on a wrestling show. So yeah, um, but 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 a good stress, you know. Like I'm really really excited at the same time.
0: So mm-hmm. it is one it's of those good. those things, right? Like there's the all the stresses and things that are involved with you know organizing and putting on an event, but then there's that. Emotional toll on top of that, which I'm sure is not easy, but probably maybe cathartic in a way as well, because oh, you you yeah. you're constantly like you haven't really tucked her away, you know what I mean? Like you exactly. you're, you're constantly speaking about her and, and dealing with her and honouring her, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, it's the, the day after her show will be two months since she's passed. Yeah, um, I can't believe it's that know, great the, already. The, the, 36 is way too young to die um, but that's the sad reality that uh you know we're in now um, i guess it's just uh, uh you know this is like the final chapter for her to send her off uh, in a way that I felt like she deserved sure. um, the end of the end of her career um, uh, she would uh, like to kind of have again and I mean it's We were talking, uh, like a a few months ago about our return and when we were coming back and what we were planning on doing, Mm -hmm. um, and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't over for her. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, with everything that's happened, I kind of felt like I needed to, to show her that, you know, people, people cared about her, uh, that people were affected by what's happened to her, Mm -hmm. um, and to give the fans and 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 the wrestlers as well performing on the show a chance to to uh, pay their respects in the in only the only way that we kind of really know how, um, and that's and that's putting on a massive benefit for her uh, in her name. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be really really good. I'm I'm really bloody
0: excited. So absolutely, buddy. Well, let's let's do that thing that I like to do on the show. Let's rewind all the way back to the start. We won't dwell here for the moment, and let's rewind all the way back to the start of you know what you know about her initial like exposure to wrestling and then yours and so let's let's basically tell both stories side by yep. side leading up to when you guys meet yeah so what can you tell well, me about like her first exposure to wrestling and how she got into it
1: well, it actually tell the story the proper way. We'd have Place. to go back a lot further. Yeah, we can. Um, and we'd have to go back to 2004 mm-hmm. um, or 2000 to 2004 between those four years or three years I think it was. Sure. Uh, so Kyla, um, her and I, we went to the same high school together. We're mm-hmm. both the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew of me uh, purely because there was another guy at my school named exactly the same we had one letter difference in between our first and last name so we had the exact same last name um i was brendon uh brent i'm brenton sorry he's brendon um (laughs) so she knew him but didn't really know me just knew of me um i had absolutely no fucking clue who she was so uh come 2003 2004 she's left uh and she's started her life she moved to southern cross um, which is uh, like an hour or two outside of Kalgoorlie, mm-hmm. um, and she's had kids, um, and then uh, ten years later, uh, twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. um, as our ten year high school reunion, uh, and I've rocked up there, uh, and she was there as well. Um, still didn't meet. Still, like <laughs> I was literally standing next to her best friend. I had photos with her best friend, but we didn't speak or talk at all. Um didn't even know each other, uh, and we talk about it all the time about how uncanny it was. Um, I think it's also probably to do with the fact I was about 13 de- uh, beers deep by that point. <laughs> that so <does> <laughs> uh, I paralytically drove home, but stupidly, um, but I made it Ew. in one piece. Don't drink and drive people. No. Um, but, yeah, uh that was really, really funny. Uh, that we we still didn't know each other at that point. That's like sliding um,
0: doors, shit. Hey, like the, yeah. the opportunities that you guys had to meet. It's like I can picture you walking to a room just as she walks out the other door, like over and Pretty over much. again throughout. You know these like years. A,
1: like an episode of How I Met Your Mother or something. I yeah, swear. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, twenty fifteen, she started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Felix Young's uh partner. Um she uh was a family member or, or family uh, extended family of her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Kyla would go to the shows and she would meet her and um then um she kind of got the urge to, to wanting to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um Kyla uh suffered um severe anxiety and depression um throughout all of her life um from her previous relationship and other bits and pieces. Um so she ended up uh, thinking, you know what, bugger it, I'm going to give it a go, see how I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when she met uh, Felix Young, properly, and Jared Slate, mm-hmm. um, and they trained her, they taught her. Uh, as soon as she could take a bump, uh, I believe Slate's eyes lit up. He's like, hey, here we go, we've got someone right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they could they could see that she she really wanted to try, um, and really give it a good crack. Uh, and they saw a lot of a lot of uh, hope they could mold her into like this devastatingly badass bitch that would just go out there and destroy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, she's two years into her wrestling career and Mm -hmm. I rock up in April of 2017 on a uh, a career to wrestler workshop open day um, as uh, the SHWA called it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I met her properly. Uh, So wrestling brought us together. (laughs) <laughs> um, I met her, uh, and said hello. And I was shooting bricks because I'd actually seen a promo video prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was just standing there and all I get up in front of the green screen and posing. Um, and I was just like, Oh, she looks like I don't want to fuck with her. <laughs> um, so I was quite intimidated by her. But then when I spoke to her, she was extremely shy and really, really like soft and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, then, Three months after I started training, I got the opportunity to debut. Um, I picked up the sport pretty quickly after watching it for already 10 plus years. So I was already like understanding on how to bump and how to how to roll and all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was one of the things I love doing. I love bumping. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, I know. Uh, but yeah, I ended up um, getting an opportunity uh, as her tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Um, as one, uh, we had one guy that uh, was scheduled to be with her, show up for one show, but then unfortunately he pulled out mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. I'm not sure, but uh, I got this. I got the position, mm-hmm. um, and then I think it was around that time that I got the courage to ask her out on a date.
0: Um, How long were you guys not, uh, no, teaming together before you asked her out?
1: Actually, no. To be no, no, no. I do remember it now. It was her birthday, which was mm-hmm. May 27th, and then I took her out on a date the 28th of May, um, mm-hmm. she was still quite hungover. Um, <laughs> I took, I took her to the local shops for a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I said, oh, let's go out for a coffee. And we were sitting down at the table and we were just getting to know each other a bit better because we were still connected with like the whole fact that we went to the same school mm-hmm. and the same high school reunion and all that sort of stuff. And we didn't live, we lived for most of our life 10 minutes apart from each other.
0: Did you, um, did you guys figure that out? Um, while you were on this date or like while you were like at training or were you like, so where did you grow up and what school did you go to? And then you guys are just putting together the pieces. Going, How the fuck have we not met each other?
1: Well, she, yeah, she, she meant, she mentioned it first. Cause when I said, Oh, my name is Brenton. Uh, and she, she's like joining all the dots. She's like, hang on a minute. You went to Thornley. I'm like, yeah. She's like, Holy fuck. Um, and then, and then we kind of, uh, yeah, about a month after I started training, that's when I asked her out. Cause, uh I fancied her, but she scared the shit out of me, but I still fancied her. I think I was a a bit submissive at that time. Um, And then, yeah, uh, took her out for coffee and we're sitting down we're we're talking about school and everything else. And Mm -hmm. next minute I go to her and say, you do know this is a date. And she kind of spat a coffee out uh, because she wasn't (laughs) expecting it as a date. She thought it was just someone to go out and have a chat and have a coffee. I'm like, no, 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 I'm interested in you. Yeah, And I'm quite forward. So (laughs) she was kind of thrown, thrown aback. Yeah. Uh, a bit because she didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, so then, um, she was all shy, uh, and started blushing and all that sort of stuff. And then I think it just kind of, kind of took off from there. Mm-hmm. Um, our first, uh, uh, our first show together when I was actually wrestling, uh, was July. Um, so it was about, it was probably about three months after I started training. That's when we officially started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 6th of July, uh, 2017 mm-hmm. and then, yeah, we kind of just hit it off from there. She met my kids. I met her kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, um, you know, 2020 comes around and we've been together for three years and well, we've just welcomed a brand new baby boy into the world, uh, wow. which is why we both stopped wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's. He was pretty much our greatest creation um yeah. even though he's an absolute butthole uh, <laughs> uh he's crazy um he, he he like jumps on my back and he sent tons me every single day I swear he's a, he's gonna be a wrestler a hundred percent um no he's uh white has it's been bad. has been good so mm-hmm. yeah wrestling brought us together wrestling kept us together mm-hmm. um and I mean that's just another reason why I, I absolutely love wrestling. Mm-hmm absolutely
0: when you um when you think back to how you know you said you were a wrestling fan from you know for 10 15 plus years before you ever trained what was some of the first wrestling that you ever saw that drew, drew you into it uh
1: i was actually um, with my dad uh, and he was doing deliveries on a truck of some sort i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. i think i was like 11 or 12 and um yeah, we stopped uh, a, a local deli uh, in Fremantle, and uh, on the TV, they like you know you walk into a deli and you'd have all the meats and everything out, and the next thing you'd see are, like a little tiny small TV sitting in the corner for people to watch if they're waiting for their yeah. their meat and shit and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, WrestleMania 14 was on for some reason. <laughs> uh, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels was on, and that was mm-hmm. the very very first match I saw. That's dope. Uh, And, uh, you know, what a, what a, what a way to be introduced. Um, it just like, I think that was like the, the beginning of the attitude era. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, 12, 13 years old boy looking at this going, holy crapola, this is so awesome. They're actually fighting. This is wicked. (laughs) Not knowing that it's, you know, it's all rehearsed and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I was hooked as soon as I saw that. And then I started watching avidly as much as I could, um, on the old Fox 8 or Fox Sports channel mm-hmm. as soon as it came into Australia because we'd have to wait for like a two, three-week delay before it actually got to us. So, yeah, and then I started surfing on, um, you know, WWE.com, and I just kept trying to follow everything. I, I Through high school, I actually started writing out my own sort of – um uh my own uh wrestling show basically I'd go week to week writing every single match and several title changes and all sorts of stuff and adding people from WCW that weren't in WWE at the time <laughs> just just I ended up with like 300 plus pages of just like like calendar years uh going through this this book and I'd put it in my little sleeve booklet and it would just fill up and fill up and fill up but at that point in time you know if you were found out to like wrestling you were you're picked on quite a lot. So uh, I ended up finding that um, that booklet uh, in the urinal um, at school, which was a bit disheartening. <laughs> I like, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have fond memories of that. And then, yeah, um, I had a relationship with another woman, which I had my two other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both uh, 12 and 10 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I saw EPW. I saw Rove McManus show up on EPW. Mm-hmm. Um and when he hit a move and he goes, This is fucking cool. Then I was like, Holy shit, there's wrestling in Perth. Yeah. Like I did not know this. Like, holy crap. All right, where is this? Where I need to, I need to go. I need to try out. And my um my ex was just looking at me going, Don't give up your day job. Like, you can't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, uh 2017 comes around. I'm 30 years old. I'm like, you know what? If it's not gonna happen now, it's never gonna happen. So I'm never, you know apparently 30 in, in football world is like you're too old to try and do the footy thing. But sure. in wrestling, fuck, like i got another 30 years in me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm, let's go, bro. Like I'll throw yeah. my body in the line when I'm 60. Like I love it too much.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, so, yeah. that's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it really is like a thing that like stays with you. Even if you fall out of it for a while, there's always still that, you know,
1: yep. Interesting. And I think I, I was kind of lucky as well too uh, because – when COVID hit and when we had the baby, mm-hmm. um, I kind of latched on to trying to still be involved. I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of given the, like, no, nah, you've got a baby come along. You need to think of your family. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a break. And then when you finish your break, you can come back and, you know, we can build to you getting back to your championship and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And then obviously SHWA at the time was sold. So then I was like, great, I guess that's over then. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I tried to figure out a way to still stay involved. Mm -hmm. um, And now three years later, um, I've been actively editing majority of the EPW shows that you see, Mm -hmm. um, all the showcases. um, I'm I'm working behind the scenes with STW at the moment. And it's all just like I'm living my wrestling dream. Yeah,
0: let's – Let's rewind a little bit. Do you know how Roxy first got exposed to wrestling? Was it going to those shows with friends or had she been yeah. a fan her whole life as well?
1: Yeah, well, see, I think she she told me she started following wrestling uh, during the Triple H era of Evolution where <laughs> he would defeat Goldberg and just destroy constantly. Um, Plus she had I that banger
0: Motorhead theme as well, the Evolution yeah. Motorhead theme, line in the Sand is so fire.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so she kind of started watching then. She didn't really like it too much because she could see that the women were kind of just eye candy. Sure. Um mm-hmm. and being a larger plus-size girl as well herself, she was she was kind of like, you know, that's not what I want to see. Like uh, I you know, I'm enjoying seeing the wrestling and the theatrics of it all, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's just like, you know, of course. Um but uh, yeah, she, she started going to the local EPW shows and the NHPW shows that were here. Um she didn't, and, and then she ended up going to the the Schwa ones as well. Uh, and then she's uh you know started volunteering at Schwa um because she got friendly with some of them um to a point then when uh I believe the company changed uh ownership or just before the company changed changed ownership, she she got the motivation to give it a crack. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, she was Took her four months of training. So I just beat her. Um, <laughs> but four months of training uh, and then she was on shows. She was uh, paired up with Michelle K. Hasluck yeah. um, who I absolutely loved a bit. So I'll talk about her soon. Um, but, yeah she, um, yeah, she got paired up with her uh, and then, you know, the story evolved into uh, Michelle versus Roxy and the first ever women's tables match in WA wow. uh, which was at Ascension 9. Um, yeah, no, just, she just started making history left, right and center. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what she was really proud of and really been able to do, even though she would never admit it. Mm -hmm. Um, because she was more like worried about what people thought and like, well, was I doing the right thing? Was I doing the wrong thing? And she'd be shocked when people go, that was great. She's like, oh, what really? Um, so yeah, she was always doubtful of herself. And like
0: critiquing her her own work and things like that. Yeah. -hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. She never really dealt with critiques. Um. I think that was something that wasn't commonly done as it is nowadays. Yeah. Um, it was more so, yep, you did a great job. You did everything I wanted to. Awesome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, so, like, she went out there. She did a job. She came back. Um, she got to – she said she, she enjoyed being Roxy just purely because she could be someone else. Yeah. Um, she changed her personality quickly when she was playing that character. Um, and she enjoyed being a bad guy.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: She enjoyed just going out there and just, as she would call it, the gunslinger that she'd use. She'd call it a drop a slut. Um, that was her move. She just loved absolutely dropping guys and girls with it, um, and that's why I've stolen it and I'll be using that going forward.
0: <laughs> what is uh, what is that move?
1: So basically, it's literally um, uh, like a tilt a uh sit out, spine buster, almost. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But how do I say it? So I catch them in like a Mark Henry, well, Stronger slam. Uh, but instead of lifting up and throwing down, I spin to my left and then I fully spin to my right. And as they spin out, their legs kick out, go behind my back. And then I sit down and they, they back bump it basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. it looks dirty. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Grayson was probably one of the best ones to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Izzy Shaw also enjoyed taking it too. So, like, there's some some rip snorters that she did that she just, it just, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know, you know, our mutual friend, uh, Michelle K. Hasluck, who -hmm. who you just mentioned, we both love and respect her. She Mm -hmm. cannot say, like, enough good things about Roxy and about, Mm how good a worker she was and how tough she was and all these things. And I know that she's not the kind of person to blow smoke. You know what I mean? Like Roxy yeah. really earned her respect and friendship and, and all of those things. So I can only imagine those matches back in the day between those two or together or whatever it was would have been pretty amazing. Cause Michelle is a great wrestler.
1: Well, if I ever find the footage, uh, all well, the proper footage, because I only have one camera at the moment of the the tables match, mm-hmm. I have it here in my house that I watch, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, those two smashed on something
0: beautifully. <laughs> I don't doubt. I it. believe. <laughs> I Michelle's believe <laughs> when,
1: yeah, I believe when Michelle went through the table, she got slightly concussed as well too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they they both did held nothing back. Yeah. Um. And I believe Michelle brought the sass out of out of Roxy. I believe there was something <laughs> hidden underneath there, and uh, Michelle gave her the courage to 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 try and to start believing that a bit more. I yeah. think mm-hmm. I think Kyla never really fully grasped uh, being able to tell people. What they did for her. Yeah. Because she, was, she wasn't she was one for affirmation. She wasn't ever one to go up to someone and say, You did this for me, or like, I you inspire me. She was always very recluse. She would always just keep shit to herself. But she was really quiet. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Unless you like, she... knew her or whatnot. Yeah, like, okay. um, yeah, she was very, very reserved. But um, she didn't know how to take uh, criticism. She didn't know how to give it either. So, hmm. um, and, like constructive criticism or praise. Uh, so I think, um, from the you know from from what I feel is that she never really got to tell Michelle how much Michelle meant to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I really strongly feel that um, if there was no Michelle K. Hasluck, there'd be no Roxy Riot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, um, it it means a lot to me that Michelle uh, is a part of this show. Mm-hmm. I go, I feel like I'll be channeling Roxy uh, in the match with her. Mm-hmm. Um, And I mean, what better way to have a show than to go out with a bang and a six person, uh, six person tag, no DQ match? Um, You know, like it's just going to be, it's just going to be. Helter skelter is just going to be on and uh it's
0: the only way I feel like Roxy would have done it herself so <laughs> it's like what better way to show somebody how much we love her than to get all her best to friends together and beat to the fuck, fuck out, out of each, each other, other <laughs> <together>. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> just like, literally fuck each other up in her name that's beautiful did you, yeah. you you mentioned the the like um transformation in personality you know when she would become Roxy was that something that you would see in her, like I, I can relate to that and I, I think we probably, maybe you can too. Um, I, I obviously have not been a wrestler but I, I was in a band for 10 years and I honestly believe who I am and was on stage is a different person to who I am, you know, that you're speaking to now. You know, I could feel the change come over me. Like I could feel it in my skin. Mm. I could feel in the like my posture would change, you know. The, yeah. like it would bring this confidence out of me, Do you, um, the person that you describe like like the, the sweet person and, you know, your wife sounds like a, a really quiet and reserved person and then the mm. person that I have been told about as far as a wrestler sounds like somebody that kicked the living fuck out of you. And so would, yeah. you, would you literally watch her like become this person before your eyes and then like turn back yeah. kind of thing?
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because as soon as she walked out of that curtain, uh, it was literally like game face on – she'd be given the sass she'd be given the smart uh you know the 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 looks to people when she was a heel when she was a face she still didn't even know how to do a face properly like she'd be like oh do I whatever I don't know if I should high five or not like and they'd be like yeah you're a face go high five um yeah she just she she just kind of dug herself deep into trying to uh play the character that was asked of her mm-hmm. um and you know, when she was out there and she was giving sass and everything else, uh, that's when she started to. I feel a bit more comfortable. But as soon as she walked back from the curtain, mm-hmm. she would just like shrug down and go, "Oh, was that good? Was was that all right? Did it do okay? Yeah, okay, cool. I'm gassed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, she was. She was. She was a mainstay for Rumbles as well too, mm-hmm. um, which is why I have to put a Rumble on on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Dickhead, me decides. Let's book a seven-card match, including a thirty-person rumble. This will be great. <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, I, I'm sure you later. were like,
0: I've got to give all their friends the opportunity to say goodbye. You know, like to do well, yeah, this special that's, thing. That's you know? the other
1: reason too. Mm-hmm. But like, um, <clears throat> just generally, she, she, uh, yeah, she would just she she would stay in rumbles. Like she she'd be like the the only woman. Mainly in the Rumbles uh, earlier on, and then when there were more, she'd have more interaction with Izzy and with Michelle, um, and you know, yeah, it was just, it was just really really good. She just she just loved it,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. And now all of this was mostly at Schwa, you said, yeah, which was a, a promotion that I was aware of but never got a chance to. Check out, and I know that you were saying off mic that that was a really special promotion to both you and her, Mm. and really your guys' home. Um, Yep. What was what was that like? You know, in the time you know, I guess your glory days when you guys were, you know, in it together, and then obviously leading up to hearing it's kind of closing down. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, the Southern Hemisphere Wrestling Alliance was massive for both of us. Um, came in a time of her life where she she was starting to grow on her own as a person and come out of a, a, a shitty situation um, and, and, like, come back to Perth sort of thing after mm-hmm. being in Southern Cross for a few years. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, it was kind of just like living a dream like the uh, – uh, I tried out and, at New Horizons, and um, I have nothing against New Horizons Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're great, in what they're doing with their people. Uh, I do, obviously, uh, share the same sentiments as EPW in regards to you know you s- work anywhere and everywhere you can, um, uh, which I hope one day will be the case for for some that are there. But uh, I tried out, and uh, I was there for about a month, and I didn't really, I didn't really grasp it, or I didn't really like. Um, like how it was done for me personally mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of decided to to to, to give it a miss mm-hmm. uh, and then I thought okay well I guess that's done then but then um, I I saw uh, one of the Perth canines well actually both of them at the same time uh, and they were just encouraging me to come down to Schwa I think one of them had just recently purchased the company um, and, and and took over so they were looking for more people and they remembered how I bumped back at NH so they're like hmm okay well Let's see how you go here. And then, yeah, it was just – Schwa was a a, a welcoming and, and loving sort of area that I felt the most comfortable I've been in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go there. I felt safe uh, being taught by Slate, being taught by Felix, Um and, and just enjoyed training sessions. Like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. kill myself so much on the cardio, but it was just like the bumping and how we were doing things. It was just exciting to me. Mm Um, and how, how they looked and what we would do, you know, week in week, I would go, I'd go four days a week at one point. Um, I just loved it so much. So then obviously Schwab being, uh, bringing us together as a tag team. And then, um, you know, obviously a tag team. I used to say tag team in the ring, tag team in the bedroom. um, (laughs) And, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, <nah>, sorry. Um, <coughs> no, nah, Schwa was just, yeah, it was our home. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as uh, uh, it, it was at a time where we started catching fire, we started getting more people through our doors, mm-hmm. uh, the stories were getting bigger, the The crowds were getting bigger. It was just really, really good time. Like Our first show we did in Manjima, uh was our first country show, and we, we brought in... Four or five hundred plus, uh, for that show, which was the biggest crowd that we've ever performed in front of at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were down at the local Don Russell Center here in Thornley, uh, and that was just really it was just like a one sided ring, uh, for the crowd or crowd one, one crowd facing, and it was like a theater sort of production, so people would be sitting in stands looking down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what we kind of had to work with, you know, it's a max capacity of about 200, uh, and we were lucky to get um half of that sometimes um but we started building and building i think we filled out the place at 225 for one of our ascensions which i was a, we were both a part of which was cool mm-hmm. um yeah it was just a it's just a place that um i enjoyed the storylines everyone that was there had a story mm-hmm. and everyone had a purpose on being on the card mm-hmm. um and i feel like that's that's just that's what wrestling's supposed to be you're supposed to be investing in in, in your talent to then being on a show to then having that portrayed to the fans and then they can then latch on to something that they might like from another character mm-hmm. uh and it just goes on and like there's so much to choose from um the stories were just were just were just getting better and better um uh, my riv- my rivalry with slate um well yeah you know, i will never ever forget um you know, he was the first uh, the first match I had. I, I was not not a lot of people can say that the, their first debut match they pinned Jared Slate, so I did, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. But uh, you know, the the the, when the pulse started there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just things just started going really, really well, and I, I thought that we were on a really, really good wicket, and we were going to go places, and we were going to we were going to give others a run for their money. Um, and, and, and get bigger and bigger, but then obviously COVID hit and the world went upside down and yeah. things changed. So, mm-hmm. um, Schwa will always be my home. I will, as the saying goes, you you know, if you bleed blue, you're with EPW, if you bleed green, you're with Schwa, but you know, uh, I, I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll bleed green to the day I die and I've got a mixture of blue and, and yellow in there at the moment. So mm-hmm. Um, I think my whole love for wrestling in general is kind of taken over now, um, and it's not just one-sided. But mm-hmm. yeah, Schwa will always have that uh, close to my heart because it, it brought me her. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I think um, I had the way I had always heard of it was like exactly that, like the place for for stories and experimentation, mm, family fun, and, entertainment. Yeah, basically. exactly. Like wasn't yeah. Vicey like. A woman at one point or something, like like just dudes yeah, doing, doing yeah. whatever. Crystal they v was wanted. the greatest
1: thing that ever came out of SHWA, <laughs> I swear. Uh, I
0: heard this. I heard it was like an yeah, amazing. Vicey
1: and Jagger 2. Jagger 2 um, being a blow-up doll. Um oh, Jesus Christ. And and then there was a love triangle between Jagger 2, David Nero, and Crystal V. Um, you know, it was just, just silly, just, silly just stories that fun. people could just sit yeah. there and having fun. Exactly. Yeah. People there having fun, enjoying everything. Um, it was just, it was just so much. It was just comedy gold. There was a match actually that I watched recently. that had crystal V versus big fudge versus, uh, Izzy Shaw at sure? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did the juicing like a thumb spot and that was absolutely freaking amazing. Like, just, just dumb shit that mm-hmm. people would watch and just laugh at. Um, that's what schwa was. Yeah. Schwa was just literally, let's go have a fun, fun family night out. The kids won't understand it, but they'll they'll continue to boo the bad guys. The adults will have a good laugh. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's just fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And I imagine, yeah, when you're doing that, you know, together with somebody that's, like, so important to you and you guys are, like, teaming together or doing things, it would, like, that had become part of your extended family, you know? Like, it would yeah, just exactly. all be everything and, like, you guys both had kids and they would be there. How how did the kids um, find the wrestling? You know, are they fans of the wrestling? Did they love watching mum and dad wrestling, doing all that kind of stuff?
1: Um, So the uh, older two, Mm -hmm. um, her older two kids, they were 10 and 12 at the time Mm -hmm. when I came on the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Uh, yeah, they, they didn't have their, their biological father in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had had it for a while. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit weird for me coming around. Um, but then they met my, my two and they kind of got along a bit because my, my two were quite a lot younger at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they would come to the shows and they would sit there and watch, uh, they would boo the hell out of me and cheer on mum. Mm-hmm. Um, even when she was supposed to be a villain. Let's still cheer her. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah fine. of course. <laughs> um, there was a there was a point where um, so Kyla and I we had the first ever kitchen carnage match, <laughs> uh, and and this match was like the pinnacle of our rivalry. So, mm-hmm. what happened was we were a team under the uh, the former general manager Sean Ravage. Oh, yeah. uh, so we were the Ravage Foundation, mm-hmm. um, and we run roughshot over over Schwah for a while and we were trying to manipulate Slate into a position of where he had to join us because Ravage was like, no, you're mine. Um, So we had our rivalry with Slate. I had a hardcore match with Slate at Ascension, which was one of my most favorite matches. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we kind of moved on into the tag team division uh, and wrestled through there. Uh, And then it got to a point where um, we turned on Ravage together and then within an instant I turned on her as well. Oh. Um, so then I was the guy standing tall and I dropped her on her head and I was like, yeah, look at me sort of thing. So I became the, the villain through mm-hmm. it all and continued on because I mean, there's no point trying to cheer for the bullfrog if you, if, you, if you're not going to boo him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cause the old Jeremiah was a bullfrog thing that never, <laughs> I, I can never escape that. <laughs> okay. Um, I have so many frogs around this house. It's not funny. The kids just have a laugh with it. <laughs> um, And, yeah, so this kitchen carnage match was leading up to her revenge on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had uh, a new manager uh, in Mark Midas, uh, and he wasn't there on the night, but it was basically me versus her kitchen carnage. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is uh, kitchen utensils were included as weapons, and they were the only things that you could use in that match. (laughs) Yeah. and the two, the two te- the now teens were sitting front row. Um, they got really, really upset at me because there was a spot where uh, they were on the outside and the steel steps were sitting, were literally right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot where I was. She kind of forgot where she was. She's like, oh, shit, what are we doing? And I'm like, all right, I need to go grab this because I remembered. So I'm like, here, just fall down. So I literally just shoved her really hard Uh, to try and get her into the pole and run away. Mm -hmm. But she connected with the pole and then she literally stacked it down the stairs at the same time, right in front of the kids. So she had this big red welt down the back of her leg, which you can see on the video. It's on YouTube now as well too. Um, I put it up there um, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, she, the kids were not happy with me. Yeah, no, um, they, I'm sure uh, they were. They they were like, "Oh my god, you just pushed mum down!" Like this was after the show. They're obviously. like, "This
0: stepdad sucks." <laughs> yeah, but
1: but then but then they're like, "It's okay though. Mum knocked you out, so it's fine because she legitimately did." Um, I forgot I forgot to duck the frying pan. Oh,
0: uh, oh, that'll do. it. yeah, die. Yep.
1: yeah. And that was the first shot of the frying pan. I forgot to duck it. Bang! Oh. Knocked me out for a, a good couple minutes. I was there, but I wasn't there. Um, and then, um, she hit her, her finisher on me. She realized that it wasn't the end because there were still spots to get to. So she's like, no, 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 Too easy. Too easy. So she's gone. <laughs> she's literally hit me with her finisher and a frying pan. Then she's trying to move me and get me up. And I've kind of no sold it and just dropped it with a DDT to get back to my position. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we finished the match and it was fun, but yeah. The kids, the kids love going. Um, my, 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 uh, first two, um, they, uh, 12 and 10. Now they absolutely love coming to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, they would always come to, uh, the schwa shows, uh, for, for this year at least, uh, or the year before they would, they just love booing the bad guys and cheering the good guys uh, like some of their favorites. are like Taylor King, absolutely hate Mr. Thompson, which is great. Um, they love slate uh, they love felix um you know just just they just get to enjoy themselves and take themselves away from from anything that they're dealing with personally so yeah. and which is why i love wrestling as well too because it's literally what it does for me and it should do for most others who watch it regularly is that it takes you away from your problems or your issues or anything that you're dealing with
0: yeah absolutely and i'm sure with everything that sort of transpired it, that is another reason why, you know, putting on a show like this and throwing yourself back into to wrestling would be a very appealing choice. You know what I mean? Like it gives you something to mm-hmm. focus on and it's going to be fun and it's going to, you know, get to talk about her but, you know, say it in that language that you guys knew so well together.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, nah, they um – um. They definitely uh, well, I mean, they're looking forward to this show coming up as well, too. Yeah. Um, and so. I have got some surprises. Yeah. I have been busting my ass over the last <laughs> four or five weeks getting this off the ground. So yeah. yeah. It's looking it's looking looking the goods at the moment.
0: That's amazing. Tell me um a little bit about Meningitis Centre Australia, because I know mm-hmm. that the the whole point of this, you know, is fundraising. For the centre yep. um, to help, maybe in future, have people not have to go through what what you and your you know beautiful family have gone through. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get in contact with them? What what uh, is the entire scenario there?
1: Well, so I um I reached out to them, just basically said, look, I'm trying to put on a show mm-hmm. uh, in her honour, and I would love nothing more than uh, to be able to donate every ticket sold to them. Um, uh, they're kind of. I went searching first to try and find anything on like meningitis because I'd never heard about it before. Everything happened to her, yeah. Um, so I didn't know uh, know that you know everyone has meningitis already. Uh, the mengies or whatever they're called, they're already in our body, they're in our noses and in <laughs> I our throat. Did not know that um, either, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have it. It's just, uh, with, with Kyla's case, it was uh, a, a series of unfortunate events that literally led to her Contracting pneumococcal meningitis, which was the fatal version of, uh, you know, like the me- meningococcal that you hear, yeah. Um, this was the more harsher, faster, deadlier one, yeah. Um, so she basically, uh, we went to Bali, and Bali was great, it was her first international trip for her, her 36th birthday, mm. um. And we got back. Now Bali doesn't have anything to do with what happened to her. Um, we found out, which was good. So I was a bit worried that it was something to do with that. Yeah. Um Well,
0: but, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, you always hear about, you know, water in Bali and things yeah, like that. So we that, that's pretty, where everybody's mind would straight away probably. Yeah. Go. We yeah.
1: exactly. We were pretty pretty clear. And made sure that we didn't put our mouths over every tap water or anything like that. Yeah. At all. Sure. Um, and we didn't really s- swim much. She spent a good seven, eight hours getting her arm sleeve done on the second last day we were there and that's the only time we actually went for a swim and she sat up with her arm up. So, yeah. um, you know, she, yeah, we, we, we definitely kept clear of, of any of that sort of stuff. So mm. um, when she was 17, she had a tumor in her, in her head mm. um, and it was potentially cancerous. So uh, she started having hearing issues uh, at that time. Uh, she ended up uh, having the surgery to get it removed. Mm. Um, after that surgery, she was profoundly deaf in the, her right ear for the rest of her life. Oh wow! So you can imagine uh, her her confidence already being shot trying to start wrestling, mm-hmm. and she's half deaf. Yeah. Um, so that in itself, to see what she's accomplished, is huge already.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Did other people know that? Like, or did yes. she, she keep that? Yep. So
1: she, yeah, so she opened up about it. She she never wore any hearing aids or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um so she'd always turn her head to the left to, so then she could hear properly and then mm-hmm. she'd let people know. She goes, Look, speak to me on my left. I can hear probably pretty good out of that ear. And uh-huh. you know, we can we can get shit done. Um but yeah, she uh <laughs> she had a bit of an earache uh in Bali. Um, or oh, just before we left, uh, she said, oh, it was, it was just tingling, but it wasn't bothering her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she, you know, when we were on the, over there, it, it was fine. There was no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. On the plane back, uh, the descent down back into Perth from Bali, she hunched over in pain. I'm like, oh. I thought that was normal yeah. for her because – I've had that too,
0: you know. Like yeah, just like the desensit- won't pop yeah. And yeah,
1: desensitization yeah. and like the the – just how like with the ears popping and all that sort of stuff. I was just yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is normal. She's in a bit of pain. She used the earplugs before. Mm-hmm. Um and but this time she didn't. She thought she'd be all right. And she was on the way over. Um and then the takeoff and thing, but it was just on the way back that kind of mm-hmm. kind of stuffed with her. So then she started complaining, she had a bit of a headache. Mm-hmm. Um so then from there, uh, we got back on on the 29th of May. Uh, the 30th of May, uh, early in the morning, is when we finally got to sleep after our flight. Then we woke up and she was just complaining of a bit of a headache for most of the day, and it was getting worse and worse. So I'm like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll just monitor it, take some ibuprofen, and, yeah, and I mean, you there's know, nothing it to it go stress away.
0: about. Yeah, absolutely, it's a headache.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, uh, the 1st of July, uh, I wake up and uh, she's like, this headache has not gone away. Uh, it's really painful, Um, let's go to hospital. I'm like, okay, cool, which one do you want to go to? We can go to the one that's down here or the one that's over there. Mm -hmm. And the one that was over there uh, was a little bit further away Mm -hmm. uh, but not by much. So she she decided, no, we'll go to the first option. So we went to the first option. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not naming hospitals right now because there may be a case later down the track. Mm -hmm. Um, But we went to this particular hospital uh, and uh, this was 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, all the kids were at home. Uh, the, the youngest teenage, well, the oldest teenage girl, she, she generally would look after the bub, mm-hmm. um, uh, when he woke up. So it was fine. Uh, but yeah, 3am we got there and then as soon as we got there, we went through triage, She sat down mm-hmm. and basically, uh, they said, okay, cool. No worries. She can go through, but you, sir, you have to sit here. So I waited in the triage bay for about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm um without talking to her without seeing her not knowing what was going on
0: mm. um, and at this stage are you feeling pretty worried i guess you would right because though it's just been a headache the you're like mm. if she feels like this this headache is serious enough to take her to a hospital there's something going yeah. on this isn't just exactly. like a this isn't like a migraine this isn't a normal headache like there's something weird happening here
1: yeah, like, she normally would suffer migraines, but it wouldn't be to the extent of what she's like, oh, I need to go to hospital. Yeah, really exactly, is, like is, who is does painful. that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, after waiting all that time, I go up to the triage. And I'm like, look, I need to go home to take our son to daycare and let the kids go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you let me in so I can see her mm-hmm. and just let her know that I'll be back? Mm-hmm. So they let me through, and as I'm walking through, um, I see a few bays that have well, – they're, they're pretty full. Um, but I see a lot of bays that have patients in them. And then there's a few bays that have patients that also have extra people in there, uh, like a support person of some sort. So I'm like, okay, that's red flag number one for me. Like, why did I sit out there for three, four hours waiting, not knowing how she is, uh, when other people are, are sitting in here with, with, you know, either their partner or their or, you know, the, the extra person. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and saw her though and she was being seen by a male nurse or a doctor. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked questions like, oh, you just got back from Bali. She wasn't really talking too much at the time. Um, the pain was just unbearable for her. Mm. Um, uh, so she was trying to at least explain things. I kind of regret not staying there longer and forcing the issue because I was like, shit, no, I have to go take the kids and get them sorted. They need to get to school. So I gave her a kiss and said, yeah, all right, I'll be back. Um, I took the kids uh, and then I got back to the hospital and she was sitting at the front in tears uh, and she jumped in the car. Uh, she basically said, look, they've just uh, 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 they've let me go. Um They've said that uh, it's uh, headaches uh, from an ear infection, take some antibiotics, take some codeine, and here's some eardrops. All the best. See you later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gone, oh, shit, did they take any bloods? And she she said no. Um, they didn't take any bloods or anything like that. So I was a bit confused. That was the uh, the other flag. I was a bit yeah. confused about that. Um, and she's but we went feeling home. at
0: this stage, like, like you said, she's in tears, she's feeling like they didn't take her seriously and and that they're uh, not correct? I or? think
1: they were just looking at her like, oh, it's just a simple ear infection, you know. Yeah. We've got other patients that are but worse. But she was so upset because she
0: was feeling like it was worse than that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. and I couldn't portray that and she was she was losing it, like she wasn't being able to really talk properly. She was just in tears. So yeah. I got home, I got her down to the bed uh, mm. and then I, I put the eardrops in her ear. I gave her the... The codeine I gave her, the the am Like, cool, you got to have this. We're going to try and beat it. You know, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, for the next eight to ten hours, she was sitting upright position on the bed, hunched over, hand on her head, murmuring for most of it. Jeez. Um, she didn't move. She didn't yeah. eat. She didn't. She didn't really do much of anything. Um, uh, dinner. At dinner time, I thought she was just being stubborn, but I also knew that she, you know, she was generally pretty stubborn, but mm-hmm. that she just wasn't feeling the best. So I thought, okay, it'd be, probably be best to let her rest. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that, at that 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 was the pivotal time that the bacteria uh, developed into her brain fluids and down her spinal fluids. That's what was causing the issues. Uh, that's why she wasn't talking properly. She she was she was literally dying. Um, then and there uh, on that day. Uh, so the second of July comes around, mm-hmm. and it's three thirty in the morning. Uh, or sorry, two thirty, and she's woken up and she's having a seizure, and she's never had a seizure in her life. Oh my God. Uh, and she's just rocking. It. But it's, it's like one of those seizures that you don't you don't really um like convulse like repeatedly really fast. It was more of the ones where it was just slow moving. She got up. She had her tongue hanging out. She was just making all sorts of different horrible noises. Um and I was like like yelling at her. So oi, wake up. Because I thought she was asleep. Yeah. Um and then she was like having a nightmare or something. Yeah. So like, oi, yeah. wake up or I'm gonna call the ambulance. Like I'm not, I'm not you don't want me to call the ambulance. That shit cost me way too fucking much money and we don't have all the money in the world for that right now. So come okay. on, time to wake up.
0: Yeah, you you just don't understand. How could you know, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So then I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm calling the ambulance. I called the ambulance. They were there at my place within 15 minutes. She was still out of it. Um, the last thing she ever said to me was that I love you too because um, I kept reminding her every time that I'd, I'd see her because I fell asleep next to her rubbing her back saying I love you and she says I love you too. Yeah. Um. I passed out and then, yeah, I woke up to her having that. Uh, she got taken to the other hospital that I wanted to go to first. Um, they took her there really, really quickly. As soon as they got there, they basically put her into an induced coma uh, and they put her on life support. The reasoning why they did that, they told me, is that they were concerned for her uh, her air passage mm-hmm. because of the fact that if she was convulsing or vomiting, then they didn't want that to cause her to choke. So they put the things down her throat to make sure that she was okay. Uh, and then obviously they wanted to do MRIs and CAT scans just to see if there was anything else serious going on. So they needed to put her in a, uh, in a comatose state so then she would be relaxed and calm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she was in there uh, and then uh, on the 3rd or 4th of July – and no, it would have been the 4th of July. Um, the doctor pulled me in and told me, he so, said, look, we believe uh, on the flight down um, from Kyla's surgery 17 years or 20 years ago, uh, a small hole from her head was still there. Uh, and uh, the just the, the descent of the flight uh, opened it up a bit more. So like it expanded yeah. to let the bacteria land on her brain fluids. Oh. Um, and then that grew down her spinal fluids, mm. down on her brain stem, uh, and developed into pneumococcal meningitis. And they said, look, pneumococcal meningitis, it is fatal. She may not live. Um, it Jesus took me about Christ. five, ten minutes to really kind of comprehend what they were telling me. Yeah, um, I was just like, no, 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 you're, you're pulling my leg here. Like, there's no way she's, you know, she, she'll be fine. She'll pull through. She's been through tougher shit than this. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she'll be okay. Um, and he's like, "Look, we've we've tried to, uh, we tried to close up her uh, air passage and like to make her cough, and there's no response. The pain uh, measurer, like, we give her a, a lot of pain that would be quite painful for someone. She's not responding. Um, yeah, it's not looking good. Her eyes are still very, very highly bloodshot. Um, it's very diluted. So, like, yeah, it's it's getting to that point where." Uh, uh we we strongly feel like that's what it is and uh she's already too far gone to to recover
0: Jesus. um
1: on the second uh the 6th of July mm. uh, I kept her on life support for four days after the day she got admitted because mm. my brother hadn't seen her yet I was like, as long as we can keep her so then my brother can be here if we have to say goodbye um I want all the I want the the two older kids her kids yeah. her dad, my parents uh and my brother and sister here with us and her best friend i flew her best friend i literally just ransacked her savings and just like i'm if you're not going to be here i need to make sure that the kids are safe so i'm taking this and then i realized that her best friend was in melbourne so i flew her best friend and her daughter her best friend's daughter over uh to be here uh with her yeah because um, i knew that's what she would have wanted yeah and um yeah she um She was here and, uh, yeah, they basically said that there was just, there was just no hope. Um, we had to turn her off life support on the 6th of, 6th of, uh, 6th of June, sorry, not July, June, 6th of June. Yeah. Um, that was when we had to, had to say goodbye. Um, yeah, it was, it was just too far gone. By the time she got to the hospital, it was already too late, um, And the damage was already done. And the worst thing about it Mm. was that the, all the medication and all the, um, antibiotics that were pumping into her, she actually beat the infection. The infection was gone by the time, by the time we had to say goodbye. But the unfortunate thing was that the damage was already done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I learned a lot about meningitis, um, on that day. Uh, and, and ever since. And I'm just like, look, I don't want anyone, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy to go through something like this. Yeah. Uh, and like at the end of the day if more people know about this sort of thing that this could seriously happen then then maybe you know doctors or hospitals might take it a bit more seriously to make sure that like blood tests are done 100% correctly uh, and that, like for every patient that comes in that showing signs of severe migraines and headaches from an ear infection, like because that's how some of this shit starts. Yeah. It's part of how her life ended. And, yeah. it's, and, and you know, it, it could be a, mo- a mother
0: of prevented. five kids. You know what I mean? Like this is exactly. And this is exactly. a situation that where a hospital is supposed to give care. If mm. a mother, like, and professional wrestler, you know, tough person, says, I've had a headache for this long and I can't deal with it, there's probably something going on. It's probably something a yeah. little bit worse than just an ear.
1: Well, when I asked the know? doctors at, at the other hospital, I said, look, uh, would they have seen – the other hospital, would they have seen uh, something was a bit, a bit awry for them to maybe keep her in and mm-hmm. keep monitoring her to then maybe – Check it to make sure that she wasn't is something was happening. If they took her bloods, yeah, they they told me that there's a you know there's a lot of what ifs, um, but that is certainly a what if uh, as well. There's a possibility, um, but they didn't want to obviously incriminate themselves. So, look at the end of the day, uh, pneumococcal meningitis killed my fiance. I call her my wife. We weren't actually married, but oh, okay. I call her my wife because we were pretty much yeah. married. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, we just set a date to our wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, funnily enough, uh, she's funny with numbers. So, uh, our, our, our six year anniversary was on the 6th of July this year and she passed away on the 6th of the 6th. Um, so six is, uh, not my favorite number anymore. Um, uh, and then her memorial, um, was the 24th of June. Uh, and then Facebook decided to remind me, um, the very next day that it was actually one year to the day that I proposed to her in the middle of the schwa ring. Mm-hmm. Um in front in front of all of the, all the all the all the crew uh before a show. So mm-hmm. uh we were engaged for almost a full year. Um she loved horror. She loved uh watching all the you know Friday the thirteenth and mm-hmm. um you know the Halloweens. Halloween's was a favorite. Um but yeah, she uh we set a date for February uh sorry, September twenty twenty four, Friday the thirteenth. That's the day we were gonna get married. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but yeah, going back to you know because I uh, I talk a lot like I said before, but no, that's yeah. fine. You, Meningitis.
0: It's 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 like this stuff. It's like you just huge got to talk it out. Kind of just, go, you just and you you can't you can't I don't measure want to miss that. Anything. Yeah, yeah, and you can't measure that. You know what I mean? You just have to let mm. it out of yourself in whatever way it's going to come out because mm. that's look, the only way. And that's why I said like,
1: like I've been a f- follower of Face and Feels for a long time, and I appreciate being able to have this sort of forum to be able to talk about it more. And, I mean, that's why, like, yeah, meningitis is close to my heart Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Meningitis Centre Australia, I reached out, I called them. I said, like, this is what I want to do. How can I donate? How can I make more awareness? They're going to be there on the night. They've promoted it on their own pages now as well too, which Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a very, very high uh, pre-sale count at the moment, which has blown me away. I'm not going to reveal uh, at the moment, but I'm sure it'll get to my target. I wanted 300 people there, mm-hmm. um, which would be huge for something like this.
0: Yeah. Um, it could really make but, a difference for for a cause like that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, 100. Even 100%. even like this conversation. Like I didn't know anything about the you know the thing that took her. You yeah, know Neuococcal And yeah. So. Exactly. I wasn't even going to try and pronounce it, Um but, <laughs> it but took like, me about
1: six goes. But. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I'm sure you fucking could now recite it in your sleep. You know what I'm saying? But yep. like, yeah. It's it's important to know that. Like, there's the signs, and I I think it's very. There's there's an, somebody else recently passed away, and I'm I'm not going to speak on it because I don't know the story. But I I heard it was a, a, not. Not the same thing, but a similar thing, and then he's yep. gone too, you know. And yeah. so I well, think. I
1: actually, I actually, I actually want to interject because, mm-hmm. um, like seeing that, seeing what happened, um, and uh, like I want to mention his name, Kyle. Um, like uh, I, I never met the guy. I know he was a very, very popular over east. Um, and he, he was one of the biggest wrestling fans. Uh, for every single promotion that he went to. And it kind of brought me back to what happened to me uh, and what happened to her. And it's kind of like I, w- I want to give my own sympathies and, and yeah. uh, uh, condolences to their family um, mm-hmm. because, yeah, like how old he was is just way too fucking young, man. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me that life's too short as well. Yeah, um, exactly. And life, um, life's too short and you just, you just need to – you need to say what you, you, you're you thinking to people, even if it might upset a few, you know, at least you've said it or mm-hmm. tell someone that you love them, uh, even though you've been afraid to, or do something that you, you've you always wanted to do, but you've just been fearful of it. Don't don't live in fear of, of worrying about, well, you know, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't. No, just go, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's give it a go because I only have one life mm-hmm. and I want to leave something behind. So my condolences out to Khalid and his family. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a very very fucking rough patch. Um I'm still dealing with it right now obviously myself. So yeah, sure. Uh I can I can definitely sympathize with them but yeah. Absolutely. Um I just just wanted to touch on that because yeah that that was devastating to me the other day hearing that as well. Yeah. So
0: As I say I I don't I don't know the full story. I I don't know if that's confirmed, if it was illness or or what happened. But I would I would like to say like rest in peace, Kylie. Like um, mm. he was a great supporter of my show. Um, I met him yep. last year at the ICW Deathmatch Down Under shows, and we had a chat, and he got a chance to introduce himself, and we would message back and forth on Instagram and stuff, and we were just talking. Geez, just the other week, just about when Neil Diamond Cutter's announcement mm-hmm. was. Uh, I, I shared it on my Instagram, and he was like, "Oh, this is so awesome!" He's like, Are you "Are coming over for Dream?" And I was like, "Yeah, buddy, I'll see you there." Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and, um, and I was looking forward to seeing him. You know, catching up, saying good day, seeing how he was he's doing. a super
1: fan of super fans. He's to be honest. yeah,
0: he's he's everywhere. You know, he's holding the impact title. He's here. He's doing that, and he just fucking loved wrestling, man. Mm. And like a kid that young, it really shook oh, me that morning. You know, like to to see that and. You know, I grew up. I, w- I was born in 1982, so I definitely grew up. Hey, in the, yeah, people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I definitely grew up in that era of just like, don't worry about it; she'll be right. Because that's yep. that's even now how I deal with things. Like if mm. I if I'm sick or whatever, I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like you get over it, just sleep it off, whatever. But yep. you need, like, if if your story shows anybody anything, it's like, listen to your body listen to yourself mm-hmm. and if you know you know yourself more than anybody else and if you feel like something is wrong or whatever don't feel foolish don't feel weak just no. just deal with it go go and deal with it please otherwise you know something could be wrong i mean that's what kyla tried to do for herself and mm-hmm. and unfortunately they turned her away you know but i yeah but i will say between you and i like as i listen to your story and I, I heard you you talking that it really did take me back and like um last year um my wife had like a really bad health scare. Um he, you know, obviously she I'm I'm blessed she she's still with me. But at the time it was really, really scary, you know. And mm. she was going through these like attacks and stuff, you know, um yep. she was having gallstones that were then going places they shouldn't and mm. things like that, her her liver and stuff and she would have like sixteen hour attacks, man, and I would be Jesus. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, we we got to go, we got to do this, but but really as we got educated on it, there was nothing we could do. All we could do mm. was wait for her turn, you know, cuz mm. we we spent 4 to 5 days in emergency where she just kept getting bumped because she wasn't she was no longer like in critical state, like but once she mm-hmm. got in there, you know, it kind of backed off and stuff, but like during that time and seeing your wife in pain and you know your partner it's, in pain, it's, it's hell. It, it fucking it sucks, dude. And I've been that person where you said you know you're you're rubbing her back and she's in pain and you drift off to sleep because you're exhausted and you just get to say those those final words and you never think that's going to be the last. So I just I I can I just want to let you know like it's. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad really, she's really. Okay now. You. Oh, thank you so much, man. I just want to let very you know, like we're all we're all here for you, dude. And like, I mm. I know you're gonna deal with it in your own way. And I know sometimes it's easier to push that shit away, but just know that there's mm. people here for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The, the
1: outpouring of, of support that I've received has been phenomenal. And I mean, and that's why that's another reason why I'm putting on this for forever. Roxy Wright show. Um Especially like for for raising money for meningitis, um, and and whatnot, it's it's kind of doing multiple things for me as well too. Like like I said earlier, uh, I've always wanted to run my own promotion, um, you know, from booking to to hiring venues to, to, to everything. Like I've watched from afar of of how it's done over here. Uh, and I've always like, oh, I could do this or I could do that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, being able to do it myself and and, and organising it at the moment uh, has been a wild ride. Yeah, uh, I've had people it's a huge in learning and in people about. out. Oh <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's, it's it hasn't just heartened me to the point of not never wanting to do it again. Um, you know, hopefully one day this sort of thing could be like a, an annual show uh dedicated to whether it be dedicated to her to meningitis or any other charity um you know perth wrestling as a whole it'd be it would be wonderful to be able to get all people from each company to to band together for one show mm-hmm. um for, for a greater cause i mean and that's what we're doing here like um uh, you know heritor from nhpw yep. has been has great been great mm-hmm. um and you know he him coming on board uh, to be a part of the Rumble was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, obviously Michael Lee as well too, uh, announcing on the night with, uh, the former, yeah, with the former, yet with the former Schwa announcer as well, Scott Hardy, like mm-hmm. that, those two are going to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have Dean Olsen uh, scheduled to be on the show, but unfortunately, uh, uh his Bali flight's changed. He's currently living it up in Bali at the moment. So shout out to Dean Olsen. Um, that's my, uh, uh,
0: my partner in crime <laughs> at Dude Where's My Ring. Yep, a great, yep, great person he, and I know he was gutted that he can't make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's a superstar. Like he's, he's <laughs> trusting me with his life almost and lending me his gear for the night. So I have decent commentary uh, recorded. So yeah, that's, that's going to be huge in itself. Um, but you know, I've had, I've had conversations with people that aren't a part of the show mm-hmm. um, that I've, I've wanted to, mm-hmm. it just hasn't worked out. And, and it's perfectly fine because everyone's given their, um, their consideration and their, their, their love and support. Mm-hmm. So uh, this night's purely just basically about doing it for her, raising money okay. for uh, showing, showing people what she did, uh, for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of people don't like, there's a lot of people going that haven't been to a wrestling show before. Mm-hmm. Um, or have always thought, Oh, you know, that fake fighting with the, you know, guys getting all oiled up and underwear. Like that's, that's a bit gross, but I'm like, no, 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 it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Like what Kyla, what Roxy did, mm-hmm. it was, it was more than that. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. Why so I'm throwing in things into the mix, like the table match between Rochelle Rogan and Axton is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see that. Uh, oh, the, was so talented! Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, like this is um, uh, I'm not big on saying intergender anymore. Um, I was originally because that's what Kyla was wrestling. Her. She was intergender wrestling because she'd only wrestled the guys, but mm-hmm. to me and to her, we kind of developed a thing that's like, no, 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 I'm not a woman wrestler. I'm a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I wrestle, uh, for and uh, I'm a wrestler. So this wrestling match, as much as it's, uh, I don't use the analogy, uh, very much anymore. It is, uh, Axton's first intergender match. The first time he's wrestled a woman. So he's really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really, really good conversations with him over it all. So that's been fun. Taylor King and Damian Slater is going to be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the wrestling fan. Like I wanted to have a wrestling fan mm-hmm. uh, or a wrestling match on the show that will you know, uh, give the wrestling fan something to go, ooh, that's really, really cool. Sure. Both superbly talented in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, you know, I need to come, come back to the Rumble and then I need to come back to the main event. Um, and to be able to tag with who I feel are some of the best people in Perth wrestling, in Jared Slate and Felix Young, the Pulse-like, I love those guys so much. Of course. There's 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 not enough words I can say about both of those guys, uh, you know, professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it on my Insta stories today. Like these two, have pretty much made who Roxy was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and made and made me who I was as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and then to be able to wrestle Roxy's arch nemesis's for, you know, two of them being Michelle and Izzy. Mm-hmm. Um, when e- any Izzy Shaw came over here, uh, you know, Kyla would end up wrestling her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they had a solid friendship behind the scenes. Like they're just, je- uh, just amazing. You know, like, um, Izzy was just huge. Uh, and she's super, super pumped. I keep telling her to keep hitting up the gym. Cause she's telling me she's getting the gym. She's going to be as big as Delta. So look out. She's going to be Izzy <laughs> Swole coming in. Um, Izzy Swole is the goal. I keep saying to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, uh, uh, Kyla's dream, dream opponent, dream—the person that she wanted to meet, that she wanted to wrestle—and mm-hmm. uh, that's Vixen. Um, yeah. And Vixen is is someone that Kyla looked up to uh, as another, you know, larger size woman in wrestling that took no shit. That mm-hmm. uh, gives just as good as she gets. Uh, I I I reached out to her and I said, look, you know. We we missed out on the opportunity of seeing you uh, when WWE came over to Melbourne and we went to Wrestle Rock, which was really cool, and we got mm-hmm. to see you perform live. But we missed the opportunity of actually meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, um, Kyla kind of idolized you a bit. Uh, uh, you know, followed you on Insta, all that sort of stuff. Like she was always checking in to see what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be my honor if I sh- she'd be able to make the event. And yeah, it was a long shot, but yeah, she she jumped at it, uh, which was which is huge. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, this time the uh, the flights uh, don't cancel. Uh, um, I know <laughs> yeah. for, I know for dude that there was a few issues there, but I believe she's booked uh, with a different airline this time <laughs> um, that won't have so many issues. But uh, I would say I would
0: say not exactly. Like uh, I, would, I, I, uh, I think you'll know, be fine. I wouldn't
1: hold my breath. Air- airlines are pretty dodgy these days, especially mm-hmm. domestically. But yeah, you know, fingers crossed everything will be fine.
0: Um, yeah, absolutely. And I know, I know Vixen is very excited to to get over here finally and to oh yeah to do that show I think it's well, gonna she's, gonna, be she's awesome.
1: gonna tag with her bestie. She's yeah. gonna tag with Michelle like mm-hmm. and then Izzy being a part of that too. It's just like the 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 ideas that we've got for um, you know, like with weapons and stuff. Cause it's obviously a family friendly show. I don't mm-hmm. have any alcohol sales on the night cause I couldn't be asked trying to get in contact with the uh, racing liquor and gaming or whatnot yeah, and trying to yeah. get a license. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Cool. I've got a kitchen. I've got cool drinks. it will be fine. Family friendly. So mm-hmm. we're going to do a family friendly show. We need to keep it as PG as possible without stepping over the line and, sure. and um, you know, producing any color. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the most uh, sharpest thing that you'll find will probably end up being the Lego that we end up using. (laughs) There will be Lego. (laughs) That's what you want. I can guarantee that.
0: And if you hang around long enough, there might be souvenirs.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Who who knows? I might even sign a couple. Um, There you go. Uh, No one's there for my signature. (laughs) They're all for for her. Also, that's a pretty pretty
0: uh, small uh, signature.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, I've got I, I I've invested in a lot of a lot of shirts. I've got like 180 shirts that I've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is my logo, and then there's two two other logos that are hers. And hopefully, they sell out, Great. Um, which will be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, she was always keen on having her own merch, and mm-hmm. I designed the ones that she had for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, look, it's just going to be huge. Um, the rumble has so many surprises. Is not funny. Um, like, I'm really bummed uh, a few other people couldn't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, one of them um, who who's close to my heart, Craven, mm-hmm. um, he can't be there, which is Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he sends his love and everything else. So, you know, there's him, there's a couple others that I couldn't have a part of it, but they send their love. Uh, but the, yeah, there's still heaps and heaps of surprises, heaps of people that haven't wrestled in a long time Yeah. Um, that wanted to have that opportunity to, you know, one more crack at, at wrestling in front of an audience mm-hmm. for her to, to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, I have, I, love I even have some other prizes as well too, that are coming out. Um, uh, which I will unveil on the night. I'll probably tell you after the episode though, uh, just between you and I, <laughs> Excellent. um, the inside scoop but, people. yeah, the inside scoop, Reno. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, there's just, I've just, I've loved everything about it as much as it's been stressful. Yeah. Um, just, it's been really soothing for me uh, personally on a mm-hmm. level uh, to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But then once this is all said and done, then my focus solely solely goes around my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I want to get back full-time wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I still have a priority uh, and that's those young kids that are still growing. So sure. um, I'm going to try everything I can do to provide for them and make sure that they're looked after. Mm-hmm. um all while still maybe seeing if I can get down to a training session here and there mm-hmm. and, and try and get back in, uh, and build some stories and, and, mm-hmm. And uh and become a heel again because my God, I really want to be a heel at this show, but there's no chance in hell I'm going to be a heel.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I, high
1: fiving and kissing babies left, right, and center. Exactly, I and
0: it'll give you the opportunity to you know talk about her and you know and do those things. It's a little bit hard to do when you're being a bad guy. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I mean, I hope I get a bullfrog chant every now and again because that'll just be funny. Uh But you know, yeah, at the end of the day. It's going to be soul-completing, soul soothing. Yeah. Um, I hope that everyone that's on the show has a, has a really, really good time and has mm-hmm. has that little bit of closure Absolutely. for her. Um, once it's all said and done and it's edited, because I will have a film crew there, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone that didn't uh, make it or wasn't able to make it, I'm putting it on YouTube, free to watch. Um, so I'll edit that myself and get that up as soon as I can. So then uh we can still raise more money for meningitis. Um I'll have the links on everything to there. So if people want to donate that they couldn't do it on the night or whatnot. Or, you know, even even the GoFundMe that was put up for me as well too. Like for me and the kids, if they want to help us out as well. I'm um, I haven't shut that down. Um, so that's still there as well too if people want to do that. Like I've never asked for anything. Um and Kyla was never one to ask for anything. But the support that we've been given has just been absolutely phenomenal. So I won't, I won't, I've been told not to say no, um, to a lot of things. Um, and the biggest thing that I've learned out of this is that, uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, serve anyone else if my, my plate's not full. Sure. Um, so that's why I'm trying to look after myself, get back into the wrestling and do the right thing by the kids. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, you've that, got, got a, a few top
0: plates top. to <laughs> to fill up, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, who so. the
1: fuck decided to have five kids? <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> I know. At so young, and I'm oh. sure like for you, there'd be a part of you in, in dealing with this to go like, I'm just going to, you know, throw myself back into wrestling and things like that because it'd be a very appealing escape. You know what I mean, yeah, like to 100%. kind of get away with it, but you you have reality to deal with, and you've got those kids depending on you. So please send me all those links as well, yeah, we'll do. to mm-hmm. um to the GoFundMe to meningitis and everything. I'll make sure they're all shared with this episode. Um, yep. for anybody that wants to check those out, can you give us the final details on the event? Where is it? What time? Right. Promoter, Where do people get? Let's go. On. Promoter can hat. Let's right. do it.
1: So August 5th at Armadale Arena, we have the Forever Roxy Riot show. Every ticket I sell will go to Meningata Centre Australia. Tickets are $25 on eventbrite.com. But if you want to come and rock up on the night, we've got the door sales at $30. There'll be merchandise there. Uh, $25 a shirt for any Roxy gear or any Kingsley gear that you want. But you can buy Roxy gear more than mine. That's perfectly fine. Huge matches, big rumble, long-ass show. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be huge. Meningitis Center Australia will be there. Um it's just gonna be a night people will never ever forget. And uh we get to say goodbye to the greatest uh female competitor I feel that has been in WA wrestling, and that's Roxy Wright. Um biased, yes, but yeah, <laughs> she was phenomenal. So yeah, get Absolutely. your tickets, hit me up if you want. Um we've only got a few days left to go, if not you know, whenever this episode does come out, <laughs> you know. We'll, I'm going to uh, be on we'll, it. We'll, don't we'll, worry. We'll pump it. We'll pump it. I'll be um, but, I'll be
0: getting it out pretty quick, uh, hopefully. But yeah. You know, um, yeah, what, but what yeah. is today? You, what, tomorrow's Wednesday. Hopefully I'll have this up Thursday morning. You yeah, know, that's all right. Wednesday night, At something the, like that, depending.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, like if you do miss out and you don't get a chance to see it, then it will be up on my YouTube. I will be promoting it out there. Great. You will have an opportunity to. To donate, whichever way, or even just sit back and enjoy the show. Like it's just going to be absolutely memorable and hopefully that this isn't the last time we have something like this go on in WA. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, keep your eyes peeled, people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for your time, my friend. Um, I want to thank you for being so open and honest and sharing the the journey that you and your family have been through. I'm sure it's not an easy one, um, but I hope in talking about it and you know, being open and, and all those things that gives you the opportunity to heal more, you know, and as well, you know, share Roxy's story, um, Mm. and, you know, and show everybody how loved she was. And I think that's what's most important. So if you can, it's this weekend, guys, August 5th, get down there, Armadale Arena, Forever Roxy, check it out, support them, and be a part of WA Wrestling History. I think that says it best. So, Mate, I'm going to say that thing. Anybody out there, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Rest in peace, Roxy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out road map of pain right. deathmatchworldwide.com the official online merchandise
1: store that is only for deathmatch wrestling featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground John Wayne Murdoch, Akira Madman Pondo Soda 23 Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver Schlack, Necro Butcher and many more